Hey, Boker Tov, today's daf is daf tzadik dalid, number 94 in Psachim. Daf, daf tzadik dalid, and we learn for a four shlema for Tova Miriam Basvara Mindel. Tanra <clears throat> the fifth line on tzadik dalid. Yesterday we saw that what's considered Derech where you're potter from making Pesach Rishon, if you're outside of Modi'in, which the Gemara had interpreted that as being about 15 miles, <coughs> uh, 15 miles away from Yerushalayim. So, let's say you were standing outside of You were outside, let's say you were in Tel Aviv or in Ramla or someplace a little bit further than Modi'in, but with uh, swift transportation like horses and mules, you could make it in. You didn't walk. You didn't have to walk. You could make it in. I may think that you're chayev uh, if you didn't bring a carbon pesach. He wasn't on the road. He wasn't. He, he was on the road. So therefore, you don't have to make an extraordinary effort to fly in or take fast uh, transportation. If you're on the road, the interpretation is if you're on the road, you're outside of the limit. Let's call it 15 miles. If you're outside of that limit uh, on air of Pesach, you don't have to make the effort. You're part of from making Pesach Rishon. But let's say you were within the limit. You were closer to Yerushalayim than Modi'in. You were only 13 or 14 miles away. But the reason you can't, you can't make it in is because of the caravan that with, with, with which you're uh, uh, occupied. Meaning, according to Rashi, the camels and the wagons, etc., that have your family on your way to your shalim are preventing you. They're slow-moving traffic, right? Heavy trailer, right? Wide bodies. Uh, there's you can't make it in. So what you can't make it in because of that. Yacholo yechav. I'm gonna think you're not chayiv because you know there's there's tread there. It's hard to to move the wagons. You couldn't make it that fast. You weren't on the road. He wasn't on the road. He was close enough to make it to Shalim. And according to Rashi, Rashi gives a somewhat strange explanation. He says that you should have left your family on the road and hightailed it into Shalim. That's what you should have done. You should have left them there. What Your, your family is, is, is obstructing your entrance into Shalim because there's slow, they're slow moving traffic. You should have rushed in. That's how Rashi learns that uh, you weren't forced. You could have you could have left the family and made it in time. The Rambam learns the whole Gemara differently that the reason that you can't come in if it means that if you're being held back by traffic, even though you're closer, you're within the 15 mile limit, but you're you can't make it in because of traffic. Then you're chayv cars if you didn't make pesach sheni. He learns it in a very simple way. If you didn't make pesach sheni, then you're chayv. Uh, because you weren't really baderach, but you were anus over here because you were stuck with your family on the road. So, but according to Rashi, you should have left your family. That's not considered stuck. In other words, a very strict interpretation according to Rashi of the rules. If you're beyond the 15-mile limit, that's it. You don't have to make any extraordinary effort. You couldn't make it in in time because walking from uh, Modiim to Shalim entails more than a day. If you're further, if you're outside of Modiim, it takes more than a day to get to, uh, not more than a day, it takes more than, let's say, six hours. We learned yesterday that, uh, we'll talk a little bit of a variation of that today, but according to what we learned yesterday, it would take you more than <clears throat> six hours to get there, meaning it's, it's your dalit in the morning now, and you wouldn't make it in time for the beginning of the shechita hours uh, from Modim to Shalim, so you're potter. 
You don't have to make, a, a, you know, hire a, a taxi or take a fast horse. You're beyond the limit. In other words, you wouldn't make it in if you walked, so you're putter. If you're within the limit, you're within Modian, you're, the, the, you're, you're closer to Yerushalayim than Modian, then even if there's heavy traffic out there, you should leave the traffic and just walk down the side of the road and you could have made it in time. And therefore, you're Chayav Karas if you didn't bring your carbon Pesach on time. Omar Rava. So now we get into, because we discussed this concept yesterday, we said, what is uh, the walking distance to Yerushalayim? to make it in time for noon when the carbon Pesach is brought right after the noon. Well, uh, if you're within the limit, you could make it there that day. Not an obligation to get there the day before, but that morning, right, we didn't necessarily rely on hotels. If that morning when you le- you couldn't leave at Neitzachamu um, when the sun came up and make it by noon to Yerushalayim, you're considered too far away. And what is that? That's 15 miles. How do we get to 15 miles? So we said yesterday, because Rabbi Yochanan had said, Rabbi Yochanan said the name, that a person can walk 10 parasangs, 10 parasangs in a day. 10 parasangs is 40 miles. And 40 miles is considered from Alosa Shachar, from, from first light. I'd say Sikuchavim is considered 40 miles, and then it's broken up accordingly. So that's what we're going to discuss now. Omarava. Here we discuss planetary issues and astronomy. Now, you have to understand right from the front, that <clears throat> there's two ways to look at the Gemara. One is that it's a spiritual way. Obviously, in the time of the Gemara, in the time of the Rishonim, Rashi didn't have, uh, they didn't have Copernicus and all the, uh, all the unscientific planetary astronomy that we understand today. They didn't know. They thought the world was flat. And according to their understanding of it, he's going to explain the Gemara according to their understanding of how the sun and the, and the, and the uh, planets uh, circle up in the sky. They didn't understand that it's where, on a, where everything is, is, is in an orbit in circles and the sun goes around and, and we go around the sun and things go around each other, the moons go around. They didn't understand it that way at all. They understood that the world was flat. I think that Columbus was out to prove that it wasn't flat, right? But he had a lot of detractors until he made it to the new world. A lot of people thought the world was still flat. This is in the in the uh, 15th century. So that's one way to understand that this is their simple way of understanding according to the planet, the way they understood it, the way they understood it at, their time, at that time. However, the Maralmi Prague says that all these discussions that we're going to have right now about the size of the earth and how big things are, etc., it's all a spiritual discussion. He says, don't think that that's in the physical world that we're discussing. It's not a physical discussion at all. The inner workings, in other words, the spiritual understanding. So a simple way is to, say is to dismiss all these things if you're looking at it as physical numbers. It's all in a spiritual realm. Another way to understand it, if you're looking at it in a physical realm, is simply they didn't have the same understanding, the, the, the understanding that we have today. Now, in the sixth millennium of the world, once the sixth millennium of the world started, which was almost 800 years ago, then things started to open up, and that's when Hashem said the Mayanos HaChochmah were opened up, and Hashem revealed to us, or let, us be, let it be revealed to us, all the scientific matters. It doesn't take away from 
you know, from Achadish Betuva B'choyam Tav Masav Reishis, that Hashem creates the world, and Hashem continues to create the world, and the physics of the world is all based on God's world, but He now let us understand how the physics, how the astronomy, how the whole world functions. I mean, we're living in an unbelievable time when we just saw this, uh, you know, the uh, the landing on the Mars of the uh, of the American uh, spaceship, which is just an unbelievable thing to see pictures of Mars, etc. Shem uh, allowed this all to happen in our time. It's an amazing thing to see that you see the pictures. You know the uh, you know <laughs> the the uh, the rover took a, a selfie, even right? <laughs> what we call a selfie today, took a picture of itself landing. I mean, it's just an unbelievable thing. This is all because Hashem allowed it to open up. But in those days, if we want to understand, not like the morale, that it's all spiritual, that it's physical, it's how they understood things then. How big is the world? By the world, of course, he meant earth, where the inhabited world, our earth, he says it's only 6,000 parasangs. That's the whole thing. 6,000 parasangs is what? Is like 24,000 miles. Now, that's not a bad number, really. It's not a bad number. In other words, it's not an outrageous number when you think about how big the earth really is, but it depends what are we talking about. Are we talking about the horizontal area of the earth as we cut across it? Are we talking about the circumference? Not a far away thing, but however, that doesn't sound so bad, but the rest of it is evident that they didn't understand what we know today. How big is the thickness of the heavens? As if the heavens is right above. And you got to go through the heavens, beyond the heavens. That's where they go to at night, so to speak, right? Simply to Rikia Alpha Parsa is only 1,000 Parsa. Where do you get this from? One is based on tradition, one is logic, right? Savala, <coughs> this, when Rabbi said this, he held, what we said yesterday, an average person could go on a, on a day. How much can he go? As we said, Yud Parsos, that's, that's what a person could walk. A person could walk 40 miles in a day. If he walked from the beginning of the day till the end of the day, walk 40 miles. That's what Rabbi Yochanan said, period. He really, that's all he said. However, then we interpreted yesterday, from, day, from daybreak until sunrise, you can walk five miles out of that 40. And the same way in the evening, from sunset, whoa, whoa, what are we talking about here? So what he's really saying is this, that, so how far can you walk from sunrise till sunset, not including daybreak until uh, the stars come out, but from sun, that's 30, as we saw yesterday, five, five from, uh, from Alos HaShachar to Netzachama, five from Shkia till Tzachachachavim, that leaves 30, so that's the, he says, that's the length that you can, that's as far as you can walk in a day, right, Shisa Alfei Aparse, and, and, so that's how far you go, and, uh, how far does the, when the sun goes down, till it goes beyond Seisokachavim, that's five miles, five out of the 30 that you can walk in daybreak, that's when the sun goes down in beyond, meaning it goes through the heaven and so to speak disappears. The understanding was that the sun, you know, disappeared, went and then went through the, through the sky and disappeared and that's why it caused nightfall. So that means that the thickness of the sky as they understood it was one-sixth of the earth, because if the earth, you can, you can, you, if you can walk uh, 30 miles in a day, and five miles is the time that it takes for the sun to go through, for when the time that it takes for a person to walk five miles is the same amount of time. That's from Shkia till 
is the same amount of time that the sun disappears in beyond the sky. So that means that the sky's thickness must be one sixth of meaning is the equivalent of five miles of walking five miles that thickness, and that's one sixth of the amount of the of the length of the earth, which is what you which is which is uh, that's that's what we mean one sixth. So therefore, you figure it accordingly. Uh, if you can walk thirty miles. Right, thirty miles in a, from day from sunrise till sunset, and you can walk five miles from sunset till seschabim, which is the amount of time that it takes for the sun to disappear. So you see that the sun is one is one sixth of what whatever the uh, length of the uh, that of, of the day, uh, one sixth of the day, whatever the sun goes in one day, it's one sixth of it from morning till evening. One sixth of that is what it takes to disappear beyond the cloud, beyond the uh, the heavens. And therefore, he says that, you know, we have a tradition, the first part, that the, the world is 6,000 uh, parasangs or 24,000 miles. Okay, that's a, that's a tradition we have. We have such, such it's like a Kabbalah that we have. It's what our parents had always taught us, going back to Moshe Rabbein or whatever. That's what they understood, that the earth has, has a distance of 24,000 uh, miles. Uh, but how do we know the thickness of the sun? Because we assume that that's one-sixth of... The amount of time that's necessary to traverse the to, to traverse uh, from morning till night, it takes uh, th- thirty miles from morning till night, and and five miles from night from sunrise from sundown to to uh, So so that five is one sixth of thirty. So therefore, if the Earth can be traversed, uh, if the Earth is is a distance of twenty four thousand miles, so therefore. The thickness of the sky is one sixth of that, or one thousand parasangs, or uh, four thousand uh, four thousand miles. That's what Rav, what Rava said. Now we're going to have a series of questions showing that it can't be that small amount. The thickness of the sky is number one. He says it's not one sixth of the amount of time that you could one sixth of the amount of um, of, of space. Uh, of, of the distance that you can walk in a day, but it's rather one-tenth. We did it based on, on a sixth. How do we get a sixth? Because he said 30 miles is what you can walk in a day, and five miles, which is the time that it takes for the sun to go down, is one-sixth of that. So therefore, if the, uh, if the world is uh, 24,000 miles, so therefore the, uh, the thickness of the sky must be uh, 4,000 miles. But Rabbi Yudha says no. He says, he has only one-tenth of it, Teda. How much could a person go in a day? That we saw, that we agreed. Rechel said you can go 10, 10, 10 parasangs or, or, 40, um, or, or um, 40 kilometers in a day. Okay, 40 kilometers in a day. And from, sunrise, from uh, daybreak till sunrise is four miles, not five. We based it yesterday because he said it's five miles. Why five miles? Remember, because that was the distance from uh, from uh, Sdom to Tzoar. And, and it seemed that's what, when the, when the Malach pushed Lot and they went there, uh, that's five miles. And they did that from daybreak till sunrise. So he says, then, but here he's saying, no, Los Shachanitz is only four miles. So Meshkia Sechamalatzismo is also four miles. is only one tenth of the day. Because again, if you're assuming, we're assuming that the the 6,000 uh, uh, 6, parasangs or 24,000 miles, that's, uh, that was the cabal that we have. The question is, what's the thickness of the sky? So if we're learning it, that 
It takes one, one uh, the, the uh, sun will disappear in one-sixth of the time that it takes for a person to walk across. Uh, the person can walk in a day. So, and one-sixth of that is the time that it takes to go, to go beyond the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the heaven. So therefore, if we take the ratio of one-sixth, we said, fine. So if the, wor- if the whole world is, is uh, 24,000 miles, one six would be four thousand miles. He says no. He says no. It, the time that it takes from sunrise to sunset to sun, sunrise from um, from uh, sunset till Neitzah or from Alosa Shachar until Neitzah is is uh, for, is four. The, the time that it takes is, is uh, four is four miles, and that four miles out of forty miles is one tenth, not one six, but it's forty. Five out of thirty that you walk. Five out of thirty is one six. So you go from from 24,000 to, to uh, 4,000. But if you're looking at it as being four out of 10, that's, that's one-tenth. Therefore, the, uh, therefore, the thickness of the sky would only be how much? Would only be one-tenth, which would be 2,400, right? If you're saying that the, that the amount of, that the walking distance is, is, um, is uh, 10 parasangs, which is 40 miles, I mean, so not, not 24, would be, would be 4,000. What did I say before? And as the thickness would be before we, I'm sorry, the thickness before we said would be would be one sixth of of um, one sixth, and one sixth of six thousand parasangs would be one thousand parasangs or four thousand miles. Right now we're saying that it's one tenth of of the full amount, and as the full amount is four ten parasangs or forty or forty uh, forty miles, and one tenth of that is how much is also is uh, four miles. Nimtz Zovashorakia would be one-tenth because the thickness, in other words, you're looking at the whole 40 parasangs or the whole 40 miles. The time that it takes from sunrise till sunset is, is one-tenth of 40. It's one-tenth of 40. So here we, and as we come out really with the same amount of, uh, the same amount of um, distance, right? So he says, Zovashorakia is Echmea Sarbiom. We're saying really it's the same distance of four thousand uh, of uh, four thousand uh, miles, right? Whether it's twenty, whether it's one sixth of twenty four thousand miles, or whether it's one tenth of uh, of um, of, 40, of forty, it's one tenth. But one tenth of the distance over here we're talking about would be would be different than and it's one tenth of forty is four one tenth of of uh, 6,000 amos, if that's the, things would only be how much? Of 6,000 rather parasangs, of 24,000, one time would only be 2,400 miles, as I said before. So therefore, there's a dis- there's a machlokas, that's the question. And this is Rabbi Yudah, this is a Tana. So where did Rava get that from? So Nimsus is one-tenth of the day, and one-tenth of the day, if you could walk 40 miles, one-tenth is... In other words, of the whole day. The point is, is the question is, what's the ratio? Is it one sixth or one tenth? So because according to Rava and Ula, they're both interpreting as being one sixth, and now we're saying it's one tenth. So it's a kasha on them. Is also kasha on Rabbi Yochanan. Why? Because Rabbi Yochanan was the author of this idea. Rabbi Yochanan said, "How much can a person walk in a day? Ten parasangs or forty miles?" So maybe it's a kasha on him too. Because here we're, we're 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 questioning that. Because here we're saying that it's only four miles the distance between sunrise between sunset and or between uh, between daybreak and sunrise. 
Amilcha, no. Rabbi Yochum will say, Amilcha, Anabi Yamamud Amri. I just talked about the whole day. How much can a person walk in a day? 40 miles, right? Ten, uh, uh, four, uh, um, four uh, how much do we say? Yeah, um, 10 parasangs, which is 40 miles. That's what I say. For Abadur and Dakota, they made a mistake in, in dividing it up. They figured, right, they made a mistake. Why? Because they said that a person could walk between Alosa Shachar and Neitzachama, and the equivalent between sunset and Seisachachavim, five. That's not true. Because usually a person, a person starts out a little bit earlier in the day, uh, earlier than daybreak, and he goes out a little, and he stays out a little bit later than Seisachachavim. And as he cheats a little bit, he wants to get an early start, and he takes a little bit later to rise. But the truth is, from, from sunrise till uh, from uh, daybreak till sunrise is only four miles, not five. So let me tell you, Rav Chanina. So maybe it's a kasha on Rav Chanina. Because what did Rav Chanina say? Rav Chanina said, how far is the distance between, uh, how do we talk about the five miles? Because he said, by load, it says, the malocham rushed him out at, at daybreak and when they, uh, from Stom, and when they got to Tzoar, it was Neitzachama. And he says, I measured that, that that's five miles. So is it a kash on him? He says, no. By Yitzushani, look, by Yitzushani, they urged him, they pushed him then. In other words, the distance is really five miles. It's five miles between Stom and Soar. But at the time when the Malochim pushed Lot, they made it there quickly, right? They made it there much quicker. They made it in the time, uh, in, in the, in, in, they made it uh, uh, faster, right? In other words, it was, it was really... Um, the, t- the time that it takes to walk four miles, not five miles, is the time between uh, daybreak and, and sunrise. But uh, they did the five miles, they did it quicker because he, they urged him, so therefore it's not a kasha on him. Hitaka says that the, the distance from, uh, from, uh, from, Tzohar, from uh, Stom to Tzohar is five miles, but they made it quicker. Rather, they made it quicker. Normally, a person could walk four miles in that time. They did the five miles in that same uh, in that same space, time space between uh, daybreak and uh, and uh, Neitzachama. Tashma, let's try to bring another kasha on Rava. Rava, who said that the the sky's thickness is is uh, is one thousand parasangs or four thousand miles. Tashma. The land of Egypt was 400 parasangs. That's 400, that's 400 times 4 miles. That would be 1,600 miles by 1,600 miles. And Mitzrayim, all of Egypt was only 1 60th of, let's say, Ethiopia. And Ethiopia is 1 60th of the whole world. And the whole world is 1 60th of the Gan, of the gar- God's garden. Vegan Echemishishim Be'eden is one sixtieth of Eden, separate things. So Eden Lashkosis Agan. So you see, Gan and Eden are two different things. Ve'Eden Echemishishim Be'ganim is only one sixtieth of Ganim. Nimsa, but you see, Kolom Kulo Kikisikadeiro Leganim. So the whole world is only like a lid cover for the pot of Ganim, right? For the stew pot of Ganim. But the point is, you see, it's much greater. It's millions and millions of miles if you do the math. So Tufta, it's a Kashan Rava. So you see over here, it's a Kashan Rubber. Rubber said that the whole world is what, 6,000, uh, 24,000 miles, and the thickness of the sky is this. Look how big the world is. This doesn't make sense. So again, again, it's a, their understanding of, of what, what things were. We're talking about Gan and Aden. You know, we're sort of mixing up spiritual with uh, physical over here. Tashma, the Tamibel Yorub Nasan Omer. Kolish of the entire inhabited area of the earth, Kolo Tachas Kocha, could all sit under one, one star. Now, this again, if you understand it spiritually, well, not on that level, but uh, 
To understand it physically, he's looking at it, again, with a flat earth. The whole world, everybody in the world is under one star. Okay, can live under one star, Teda. And as we're all located directly under one star, Teda, you can look at one star. You go all the way to the east, the star is still there. You go to the other south, north, west, whatever, it's all there. It must be, wherever we go, we see the same star in the same position. Not that it's on the side, but it's straight up. So it's mashma that everybody's under one star, and there's millions of stars. So therefore, uh, and so therefore, the, it, it must be much, much larger. The world must be much larger than that. Again, you have to understand. If you don't understand, uh, this is how they understood uh, astronomy. That was the, that was the logic. Tiyufta is a kind of kasha and rubber because it proves that the world was much bigger uh, than rubber maintained. Okay, now if it would be on Rashi says if it would be on the side, it's one thing. There's millions of stars, and and that's and this doesn't even account for uh, the area where there's where there's oceans. And as we assume that the oceans are like the end of the world, that's what the Gemara understands. So we don't even we're not even including the oceans, just the people where people could stand. It's all under one. There's many many stars, so the world is much bigger. Tashma, Eglabetzafon. In terms of the constellations, Eglah is the bull, the bull constellation, and the scorpion constellations in the south. It doesn't take up the whole area, but it's between those two constellations. It's only one, one hour in the day, the sun, when is the sun directly above us? Only one hour of the day. At the fifth hour, 11 o'clock a.m., Chamab Mizrach is in the east. Uvashabba and at one PM Chamab Marv is in the west. Chatzishesh for Chatzishaba Chamomedas Barosh Kaladim. From from eleven thirty AM until twelve thirty PM, the sun is directly above us. It's above everybody for only one hour in the day. And we're we and we we're looking at everybody in the world. And then you have uh, uh, eleven other hours where the sun isn't what what remains, the sun's on the sides, but it's still over the rest of the world where there's rivers, etc. So it's mashma that it's much bigger than that. Tift again, it's another kasha on Rava. Rashi says, Tifta Rava Tari Midbaras, Vinaras, Machzikas, counts the other 11 hours of the day. Shirish, Vachazin, and Yishim Golom Ode. Last line of Rashi, Vinimsa Ola Olam, Lakamalafim. Tifta Kasha says, the mode is much bigger than Rava maintained. Again, if you go back to the original idea, whatever the circumference of the earth is, or, this, or the width of the earth, it's not really that far away. It's just their understanding of the planets and the sky and how it relates to the earth is what uh, would led, led them to this belief if we're talking physical. When Nebuchadnezzar wanted to take over the world, what did the Baskol answer him? When he said, when Nebuchadnezzar said, El al I will go up on the on the heights of the clouds. I'll be like, you know, God Almighty, so to speak. I'll be, I'll be like, I'll be in charge of God. Yatsabaskol, Abaskol went out from heaven, Amrla, Russia ben Russia. You evildoer, the son of an evildoer, Ben Benoshal Nimrod, Harasha, the descendant of Nimrod himself, Shehimidas Kala Olam Kulo. That was why he was called Nimrod. Um I can't figure out why Israelis still named our kids Nimrod today, but, you know, a lot of things we don't understand. It's another thing we don't understand, right? Shehimrod is called Onkulo, a lie, that he incited the whole world to rebel against me, God, Malchuso. God, what, what sense do you make? You think you're going to get up to the top of the world? A person normally lives 70 years, from Migvuros, 
if a person is strong, and you know, strong, the strong, the mighty people, Shmonim Shana, 80 years, Baruch Hashem, I'd may have asked him, right? Shemay Yemeshma, Santa Pusik says, Yemeshma, Santa Bram, our years uh, among them are Shivam Shana, 70 years, but Megvuros, Shmonim Shana, that's what we call Gvuros, right? Right? Um, uh, they, a person reaches 80 years old, they say, oh, he reached Gvuros. Men are arts, like now. So maximum, say you're going to live 80 years. Let's say even 120 years, right? So men are like from the ground until the sky. Mahalachamesh, it takes 500 years to get there. You're not going to live 500 years. Even if you live 120, you're not going to live 500. So we take you 500 years just to get to the sky. The thickness of the sky, Mahalachamesh, is also 500 years distance. So here you see right away, how could the, how could the sky be, you know, the distance of, that it takes to walk, uh, uh, you know, f- um, uh, the distance that it takes to walk, you know, five miles. You know, the distance that it, the, the, re- the ratio is, is uh, the distance that it takes for a person to walk five miles, that time, that it, t- time it takes, is how long it takes for the sun to go through the, through the heavens. And therefore, if, this, if you said it's, uh, if the earth is 6,000 parasangs or 24,000, Miles, so one sixth there will be four thousand miles. Four thousand miles—that's all you're talking about. I mean, even if you talk of a person who walks forty miles a day, uh, it's not going to take five hundred years, according to your cheshmer. Here it says it's five hundred years. The thickness is, is the time that it takes five hundred years. between each one of the levels of the heavens, the seven levels, is another five hundred miles. Another five years. Between each and every level of the heavens, or seven levels, is also so it makes no sense. You know, even if you lived a thousand years, you wouldn't make it, right? Ach el shelter, but you're going down to the, you're going down, boy. You're going down to the, to the grave, right? That's where you're going to be brought down. El yach sebor, to the depths of the pit. So the one point is you see that the world is much, that the, the, the sky's thickness is much greater and the world is much greater. Rashi says, the Pasuk says that Bein Lerkila Rekia, Rashi says, the Orcho Shalolim is also Kamita Skova. Just like the height is, is, is X amount, so is the width. It's as if to say that the Oretz has the same distance as from one end of the world, uh, heavens to the others. Okay, so it's not that big either, but it depends what you call the world. Do you call the world the Earth? Do you call it, you know, the galaxy? Do you call it what we, you know, all this depends on uh, what, uh, what your terminology is and your understanding of astronomy. The uh, the wise men of Israel say that Gilgal Kavua. How does the world work? How does the the planets work? The zodiac is like a fixed wheel, fixed wheel. and the different uh, constellations in the zodiac or the celestial sphere, what they call it, the celestial sphere, they revolve around in there within that wall, uh, within that wheel. But that wheel is fixed. The Chachmim the Goyim maintain that Gilgal No, that the wheel. Turn, revolves around and the constellations are fixed in that wheel. An answer to their words, and as a try to disprove them, is according to their words that they say what that the the wheel turns around, right? The all the mazolos are within the zodiac, within the celestial sphere. And they circle around all the time, but we never, we never find that the constellation of the bull um, and the constellation of the scorpion, we never find the constellation of the bull in the south, and we never find the scorpion in the north. Now, if they would be in a, in a circle, they'd be you know, revolving around in a wheel, then 
they should all take turns and they should all eventually be in every direction. And that's not the case. So therefore it says it's mashma that the, the sesthosphere is fixed and the constellations revolve within that wheel. Maybe it's like the pivot in a millstone or the socket in a door, meaning that it depends how you look at it. They can revolve within each other. In other words, it's possible that the goyim are correct, right? That the goyim are correct when they say that the, uh, the wheel turns around and the mazolos are kfuin in there, but it means that they both circle within each other. So therefore, it's possible that just like the, uh, the pivot of the door, that, it could, that could turn or the door could turn, right? Either one could turn, so it depends how you look at it. Maybe they all turn within each other, therefore that's not a solid proof. The Jewish scholars felt that during the day the sun goes under, under the sky as we see it. When it's colder and dark, goes above the, above the sky, like Rava started up by saying that the, the assumption was that the sun goes from one end to the other, and then at night it goes through the skies, through the heavens, and disappears. Both under the rakia, just that they're both uh, doesn't go beyond the, the sky. Uh, I'm sorry, beyond the. I'm sorry. Biyom chama melech It goes beyond. It goes below the sky. So that's why we see sun. It goes underneath the ground. So again, what do you mean underneath the ground? That it uh, goes down under the ground, not beyond the sky, but under the ground. Truth is. It goes beyond the ground. It depends how you look at it. Neither is correct with, with our current understanding of the planets, right? That the sun doesn't go down, but whether the earth is turning all the time, and that's why, in a way, it does go be below the karka, right? When it's, uh, when it's daylight in, in, uh, above the, in the northern hemisphere, it's, uh, it's uh, the reverse in the southern hemisphere and vice versa, because it goes, so to speak, below the ground. Amar Rebbe, Veneer and Devram and Devram, I think they're correct. Why? The reason he thought it's correct, again, not with an understanding of the circular nature of the planets and the revolving of one bodies around the other, but rather he says, because during the day, the springs are cold, they're hot at night. So Rashi says, why are they hot at night? Because when you wake up in the morning, you see a fog over the oceans, over the water. Again, understanding of all this is, uh, it's amazing, Velayla Roskam. Time, so therefore, he felt that uh, that maybe he's right. So why are they hot? Because the sun goes down under the carcass, sort of heats them up. During the summer months, it goes in the upper reaches of the sky. Therefore, the world is very hot. It's like at the peak. But the, the well springs, the waters are cold. Because they're like on the side. In the winter months, then the sun goes in the lower extremities of the sky, meaning it's low down in the sky on the sides. Therefore, the world is cold. But the uh, but 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 the uh, the springs are hot because the sun is near them. That's how he understood it. The sun when it traverses the sky. We all know it goes from east to west, but what about north, south, etc.? It goes north, northeast to southwest, etc., and has different paths. Nisan, Iyer, Vesivan, in those three first, in the, those three months, meaning the springtime, Malachas Baharim, it goes over the mountains, in order to melt the snow. Tamazova El, in the summer, Malachas Baharim, it has to ripen the, um, ripen the fruits. 
Tishri Mecheshem Kislev, in the autumn, Ma'aleches Biyam, it goes over the rivers, Yavish Asanaros, to, uh, to dry up the rivers. It was necessary to bribe the rivers, I guess they shouldn't overflow. Tevish Fat Vadar, Ma'aleches Mid, goes through the uh, goes through the desert, so it shouldn't dry up the seeds, and they should be able to uh, be, to bear fruit properly. So back to the Mishnah. Mishnah said, what is considered Erechoka? So the first opinion is that it's from Odiyam it's like 15 miles approximately. Not necessarily 15, the way we came out with the other sheets here. It's possible that it was more than that. Depends how you measure, right? Because if you measure that from morning, uh, from daybreak till, till sunrise, and similarly from sunset, uh, till it says is four miles each, that would leave 32, so the distance would be, for half a day, would be 16, not 15. But okay, anyway, but the second opinion is, no, anywhere outside of the Azara, from the threshold of consider even though you can make it in, well, you're staying right outside the Azara, and you're Patsa because you're Derech Chokha, I mean, you could just walk in, even though you can come in, we don't say Kumail, we don't say, go in, go in, do the Karben Pesach, Vatanya, we learn Yehudi Aurel, Shlomal, if Yehudi was, uh, if a Jew, was uncircumcised, and before Pesach, he could have circumcised, so Shlomal, Anush Karas, Tiver Ablazer. And Rashi says, what does that mean? Therefore, obviously, we tell him, Anush uh, Karas, Mishum Pesach, in the fifth line of Rashi, the wide lines, Mishum Pesach, Alma, Amrinale, Kumal, we tell him, get up and circumcise yourself. So if it's easy for a person just to do it, so we tell him to do it, so why don't we tell him just to go inside? And that was Rebelezer. Rebelezer himself said that. Rebelezer says here, if you're outside the Azara, you're Potter, because you're there, why don't we tell him just go inside? Doesn't Rabbi Lezer say by an oral, you know, it's, you're, you're circumcised, you're not circumcised, get circumcised today and do the carbon Pesach, otherwise you're Chayv Karas. Um, the same words we had at the end of yesterday's daf, that the Derech is for a Torah. In other words, there's nothing to do with Derech These are two different considerations. For a Torah person, the rule is you Derech and this literally is Derech For a Tameh person, or a person, why is a person Tameh, um, uh, exempt from carbon Pesach because he can't eat carbon Pesach, he's tummy. The same thing with an oral. But if you could fix yourself, if you could be matire yourself by going to the mikveh, if it was whatever, if, if you could do it in time, or you can circumcise yourself, then you have to do it. So the derchok is a special tour for a tar, and that's the rules. The rules are if you're outside the azara. But for, for tummy and for, uh, and for uh, an oral, the question is can you take care of yourself? There's, the rules are different for, uh, for, for uh, being far away or for being incapable because you yourself are in a bad state, your tummy or you're an oral. So that's one way to understand that the two things aren't. And, and Echam, Rabbi Lezer says, if you're right outside the Azara, there's no obligation to go inside. Rav Amr tonight's Machlokas term, how to understand Rabbi Lezer. The Tanya Rabbi Lezer Omer, Nemarich Makim Pesach, it says, by Karben Pesach, if you're far away, Pasuk says, right, Nemarich um, Pesach, far away. Also, you can only eat in Shalim. If you're far away, what does it says? It says, it says, So what you could do is you could transfer it into money and uh, be potent and bring the money to Shalim and buy food there. But it says by both of them. Just like by Meiser, means where you're far away from where you can eat it, is within the walls of, within the perimeter of your Shalim. Also, it means you're, you're beyond the area where you could eat it, which means... Where can you eat the carbon Pesach? In Yerushalayim, right? It's, it's, it's Kachim Kalim, you can eat it in Yerushalayim. So this opinion is, you know what? According to Rebbe Lezer, you can eat where, what's considered far away if you're outside of Yerushalayim. Not outside the Azara, and not outside of Modim, but outside of Yerushalayim, that's far. But if you're in Yerushalayim, you've got to bring it. Rebbe Lezer, Rebbe Yudah Omer, Mishim Lezer, another opinion of Rebbe Lezer, no. Chutz Lassi also, outside the place where you perform the carbon, meaning in the Azara, right? Why? 
I, how does he learn out? How does he learn out from Meiser? He learns out like Meiser. Rashi says five lines from the bottom of the page. Just like over there, Meiser is outside of the place where it's fit. It's fit to be eaten on your shalayim. Bechshered Pesach is on the Azara. That's where you do it. Alma. So what do you see? Alma, you get to know the pligi but Rablazer. So he sees the machlokas. He what is Rablazer's opinion? Is Rablazer's opinion when he says if you're far away means outside of your shalayim, or does it mean outside of the Azara? Right, come out. So, and therefore, and therefore, you could also have an opinion. Therefore, Rashi adds on. Tosa learns this way too, right? The public shalomo. What about Rab Lezer said? We said in the third line in the Gemara of the wide lines in the Gemara. We said Vatanya Yudi Anush How do you figure that? The answer is there's another opinion in in Rab Lezer that if if you're capable of doing it, you have to do it. Vatanya Aro Shalomo Public Bomer Delo Patra Rab Lezer Eliba Omer Chutzlamodim. Hitaka says if you're not capable of doing it, because if you're outside of Modim, you can't make it to your Shalim in time. So, so we have three opinions according to Rashi in Rabelezer. One opinion is what's Rikhuk Makim outside of Shalim. One is outside of the Azara. And the other opinion is Yudishal Shalomal Anushkar. It's why? Because he had the capability to do it. But if he was outside of Modim, he had the capability to do it. Right? You can't tell him, go, go, Yushalim. He couldn't make it in time. So there could be three opinions here in Rabelezer. So we don't really know what else. Come on, Hazel Adam of Yisakbar Yosef. There's an opinion here that by Tomei, in other words, remember we learned before, if most of B'nai Yisrael is Tomei, they bring the carbon Pesach B'tumah. Right, Tomei Mace. If most of them are Tomei Mace, they bring a B'tumah. How do we count the Tomeim? He says, you know what? You look at the people in the Azara, not the people outside the Azara. Because that's all that counts. If they're outside the Azara, they're Rihuk Makam, they're far away, they're Chokha. Come on, Krab Yosu Reb Yuda, who says that outside of the place where you can make it. So we have three opinions in Reb One opinion, the third opinion to be, the opinion that he says, if you have the capability to do it, that really means like the first opinion in, in our Mishnah, like the Tanakhama, if you're far outside of Modian, you don't have the ability to get there in time. But other opinions are, in Reb no, if you're outside of Yishalayim, that's Rechuk Makhman. The opinion of Reb Yosi, Reb he said in the name of Lezer that what's considered uh, 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 what's considered far away, outside the Azara. Anybody outside doesn't even count. So in our Mishnah we said, Rabiosi said, Rabiosi said to Reb Lezer, sort of defending him, that's why there's a dot over the hay in Derech Rechoka, not because it's really far away, it's literally far. El Meskuvah says, oh, he brought him proof from that. That's Rav Yossi and our Mishnah. Usually Rav Yossi and our Mishnah is Rav Yossi ben Stam, Rav Yossi, Rav Yossi ben Chalafta. Tanya Rav Yossi, Aglili Omer, a different Rav Yossi said, Derech, if we just says Derech, Rechoko, Shemini Malach, Shnayim, Oshloshim, far away could be two or three days travel, that's far away. Kshomo Uve Derech Lohaya, if we would only say Derech Rechoko, I might say it means two or three days travel. Kshomo Uve Derech Lohaya, he wasn't on the road at all. Mangat Shem Eskufas Azar Lechutz Kari Derech. If he wasn't on the road at all, if he's on the road at all, if he's outside of the Azar, that's already outside of, of the, uh, he's far away, he's on the derech, he's on the road. If he's outside the Azar, he's on the road, and he's potter because he's been on the road. All right, we'll pick it up tomorrow from top of Tzadikai. Have a good day, everybody. Be well. <laughs>